another edition of wrestling pov global oh my goodness elio i did not mess up the opening i'm your, wow. <laughs> I'm your, I'm your host tj logan with me elio canella elio it has been it's you know last week i had a crazy crazy show we had the boys last week was a, it was a lot of fun last week it was we had the boys from uh wrestling podcast pov join us uh yep luckily that uh miguel whatever miguel cole did not join us <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I have a, a butt thing to pick with him, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm his biggest <laughs> fan. Sometimes I, I just wonder how Rick Serrano the third takes him. But then last week Rick Serrano was poking the bear, and we got a few jabs back <laughs> in on him, Elio. Uh, yeah, we, we we showed the boys at uh, Wrestling Podcast POV they may be our friends, but we can still run circles with them, right? Yes, we can. <laughs> well, folks, you've tuned into another edition of Global, and Global is where we talk all the great wrestling out there that is not part of the WWE. Me and Elio here are going to go across the world. We're going to talk about some great. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. There was almost an overload in the last two weeks of wrestling, Elio. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, there were a couple of uh, paper. There was uh, one pay per view for the ROHL. Then uh, oh, there was an Impact. Yeah, Impact had a big thing. Impact. Uh, Impact had. Had a big, uh, big premiere on Pursuit. Uh, MLW had a big show. Everybody, all the guys we covered, oh. kind of had big shows. Now we're not going to talk the ROH pay per view. We're not going to talk right. the Impact pay per view. We'll talk a bit about what happened, some of the ramifications from some of those things that are big. Sure. But we're instead going to go back to our weekly episodes of ROH, MLW, Impact, and all the fun and kooky shows. And you know what? We have listened to the fans, and we have added WWE. NXT UK to our lineup. Yes, and, and there wasn't an episode this week because um they had a their first ever takeover Blackpool pay per view. That's right. We're on a Saturday. We are going to talk about that episode and kind of glad they took a break because man, there seemed like there was an overload of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Do you know what wasn't an overload though? What? New Japan did not do very much in the last couple of weeks. Some little well, tiny. Usually they, yeah, usually they. Usually they do a lot. Yeah, usually they bombard us when they do. But uh, yeah. we, you know what? Let's get into the rumblings of this week, okay? Okay. And uh, first of all, in the news category, I have some interesting news. ROH is talking about bringing in Shibata to Dallas on January 24th to do an autograph session. Many of you know Shibata as the uh, New Japan star who's severely injured with a subdermal hematoma, I believe that's what it's called, when your brain gets kind of jostled in your head from some some nasty headbutts he had been doing with, uh, with Okada, I believe. Took him out. He has not wrestled for almost a year and a half, two years now. Um... 
People say there's a good chance he may never wrestle again, but he is one of the main trainers right now in New Japan's Los Angeles dojo. But he'll be making a rare appearance and signing autographs. I kind of tell you, I'm a big fan of Shibata. I kind of wish I could be there to get an autograph with him. I have to say, I don't know how like some of those Japanese guys do what they do, like the hard like, yeah, the hard shots style. they give uh. each other. With the punches and the headbutts. It's a little much. And uh, Shibata is, I guess, a cautionary tale of maybe being careful how far you go because he cut his career down quite a bit with his injury. Now, moving on to... I mean, it's sorry. fun and exciting to watch. Yeah, but... But, yeah. It's, it's, it's like UFC, you know? That's why they only have matches every, like, six to eight to a year because it takes a lot out of you. Real physical yep. dominating pain takes a lot out of a person. Let's move over to MLW, and uh, I'm not sure you might not be familiar with any of these wrestlers, Elio. I know you've just uh, you've been jumping headfirst into the uh, indie world, so some of these guys, yep, you, I'm having fun. Yeah, having fun, but you may not recognize these two names. I have barely recognized them. So, okay. <laughs> first of all, MLW has signed uh, current CZW champion Mance Werner. Now, most of you folks know I've talked about not enjoying C. CZW. I'm not a fan of death matches. I'm not a fan of this mm -hmm. stuff. It'll be interesting to see where uh, it's interesting. MLW signing a champion from another company. Uh, he'll probably concurrently hold that belt, uh, just like uh, uh, Ray Phoenix and um, Pentagon Jr. have concurrently held belts in different companies. I think he still might hold okay. a belt. I do not know much about Mance, Mance Werner, but uh, CZW champion gives him a bit of a pedigree. We'll have to see how he looks on on uh, MLW. I believe in a week or two he'll be debuting on the show. So we'll catch a bit of him. Okay. And also, okay. they have signed former NWA champion, the Almighty Sheik. That's a kind of an interesting... Almighty Sheik. The Sheik. Almighty Sheik. Now, he used to call himself, I think, Bushido Joe. Uh, obviously, a guy who works with a lot of character stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, the amazing Sheik or the Almighty Sheik's all about. One, th the only Sheik I've heard of is Iron Sheik and uh, the original Sheik. Uh, there is Sheik's a dime a dozen in wrestling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Anyone who looks worthy enough to put a towel on their head, they call them a, an Arab, and you know how it is. Wrestling, you always got to pander to an evil audience, right? Like somebody's got to be yep. evil, dude. Um, one thing I I thought you might be interested in this, Elio. MLW has signed to their next uh, big uh, event. A match of Ace Romero taking on Simon mm. Gotch in a rematch. Oh, okay. Yeah, now we saw on this week's episode of MLW how Ace Romero came out to Simon Gotch's $20,000 challenge and won it. So He destroyed Simon Gotch when he dropped that elbow? I wish he could knock the mustache off that idiot, but we'll see how... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how the rematch goes with that. Uh, before we get into some of the other signings, I'd like to talk a few injuries. There were two major injuries uh, this last couple weeks, uh, both ironically in ROH. Uh, oh, okay. Chris Saban, uh, you know, Chris Saban uh, from uh, the Motor City Machine Guns and the Time Splitters, yep. injured knee. And also oh. injuring his knee, Flip Gordon. So let's hope that's oh. not too serious. Those are two guys that... Kind of uh, very important, especially Flip Gordon to the ROH uh, landscape right now. No, I'm just getting to ROH. Should Chris Sabin is in ROH now? Actually, Elio, he has been in ROH for probably the last year or two. He uh, okay. wrestles back uh, and forth to New Japan. You don't see him a lot in the big events, but he is right. there. Yes. Okay. Now let's uh, let's talk something here. And since we're going to talk signings and things, and let's get our opinions, me and you, and, and make them public. What we think of the people right now signing to All Elite Wrestling, okay? Okay. Now, we'll talk right. about the core guys after, but let's talk about the guys who 
made appearances this week, and one of them is a very big name in the world of professional wrestling. But first of all, let's start with Joey Janela. Do you know much about Joey Janela? Uh, my first uh, time seeing him was at the All In pay per view. I'd only ever heard of him before, but I got finally see him in action at All In. What did you think? Uh, that was a pretty crazy match that he had when he got dropped on his head, like off the top of that ladder. Yeah, I don't think that and was he got power, part of the. Power bombed on the uh, he got powerbombed on down along the ramp. He he actually took a bit, a bit of an injury in that match and has been out for a while. Joey Janela is one of those guys who his name has been across the indie world for quite a while. He's one of those guys you keep hoping is going to break through that bubble, maybe make it to the WWE. His style, however, has said a lot of people thought might not be a fit for the WWE. I'm glad AEW has given him a chance. There's one other thing I don't understand. I've seen this around, like Joey Janela's summer break or something. Yes. I've heard of him. What is that? Is well, Joey Janela actually has enough pull that once a year he puts on an event. Uh, it's right around WrestleMania time. He calls it his uh, spring break. And basically it's just a one-night wrestling show. Where he gets oh, so it's actually like an, an event with matches. Yeah, it's pretty much like All In was. It's like oh, a, a, a kind of right. separate, no real belts, no real companies. It's just a a fun time. Wrestling fans know that they're going to enjoy Janela's thing. It's going to be a fun, lighthearted, hard hitting wrestling matches just for that night. Okay. Okay. So um, so okay. MJF. Now here's a guy we saw for the last little while in uh, MLW. He was there. Um, cruiserweight champion or light heavyweight champion mm-hmm. or whatever they've called it and uh he was injured with a bit of an elbow injury gave the belt up haven't seen him for a bit and boom now all of a sudden he signed to aew that's an interesting signing because i didn't see that one coming yeah last time i saw him he was on doing commentary on mlw the one thing i don't like about uh the one thing i didn't like about the one episode that i saw of mlw is when they kept panning back to the announcers mm-hmm. When uh, the match was in the ring, I feel like that takes away from the the guys that are performing in the ring. It reminds me of the old WCW days when they spent more time talking about something else than what was actually going on in the ring. I get you. I get you. Now, MJF, that's interesting. This one I didn't see coming either was SoCal uh, Unlimited. uh, SoCal. (laughs) We're going to talk about the guys. We know them as Frankie Kazarian. Scorpio Sky and Scorpio Sky and, and Chris and Christopher Daniels. Oh, seeing there yeah, too as well. All three of them have oh, signed wow. over to AEW. I just like you, I'm pretty sure Elio thought that the whole storylines that they were just you know with Christopher Daniels was gonna maybe just somehow make a comeback. I guess that was really the swan song. They are now in AEW. Yeah, because I was saying a few weeks back on 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 a past show that um there was a storyline going on uh, in ROH where. Um, Joe Coffey, I believe yep. it is, and the Earl, yeah, um, had a change of heart and gave Daniels a new contract. No, no, do you remember? He gave the contract to Scorpio Sky and to Frankie Kazarian, but not. No, but no, 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 but after after Daniels lost the match, they did another taping where he came out and he had a change of heart. Wow, I missed that one. That, and must, decided, and that must have been around the Christmas break when we had all that craziness going on. All I know now... I guess, because I, I never saw that episode. So. All I know now is those guys are all in AEW, and you know that ROH will not be picking them up anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great tag team right there. Uh, SoCal is definitely... SoCal United is a definitely really cool uh, tag team. Uh, we've managed to see some great matches of them from last while. And yep. Christopher Daniels, come on, the Fallen Angel is like... The guy's incredible. So we saw we saw a great match uh, last week on our, our yeah, no, this past this week on ROH. on ROH, probably yeah. the last match of them in uh, in ROH. Yeah. Now 
AEW is forming up this, you know, there's these signings. Oh, wait, I guess I missed one. And I missed the biggest name of all, Chris oh. Jericho. Chris Jericho, yes. Chris Jericho signing. I, this is a surprise. I mean, people were a little surprised when he went to Japan. But, hey, everyone said, well, it's not in North America. Maybe Vince McMahon won't get mad. This is definitely in North America. He is definitely. He already has his own. He already has his own T-shirt out. Yeah, and you know another thing. Did you notice that? Did you notice on SmackDown at the beginning they pulled his graphics off the uh, opener of the show? I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch the uh, opening of SmackDown, the, the opening graphics, because when I when I log on, usually I log in. It's already in in progress. Like it's already started, so I missed the opening credits. Most people don't really opening, notice uh, those, but there are some people who were quick to point out that Chris Jericho was totally removed from those graphics. So definitely wow. the WWE is not too happy with this. Does Chris Jericho have much left in him? Is this a good sign? Do you think AEW, are they going to get their bang for their buck, or is it just a name that they brought in? See, cause I, I, I thought like he always uh, he always talks to Vince about everything, and I thought, and he keeps saying, oh, Vince is cool with this, Vince is cool with that. I guess uh, someone else isn't cool. Though. Well, you know, I saw a recent video on YouTube with Chris Jericho, and he was talking that the money he's getting from AEW is even more than he was getting from WWE. Wow. So that's got to make you wonder what exactly is going like. There's obviously a lot of money going into this. Does AEW have a chance? You know what? I think next week we should make a poll for that. Yeah. You know, let's send a poll out there. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna ask yeah, we you fans. Look at the people that were signed. Look at the current landscape of wrestling. And does mm-hmm. AEW have a chance to become as big or on the same level as WWE? Or is this thing just gonna fold like a like a house of cards, and and there's going to be a lot of poorer people at the end, except maybe some wrestlers who got some uh, money in the the quick intern. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, that reminds me. We should uh, let's take a look at last week's poll. Okay. Last week's poll, and Elio, I want to thank you. That was your idea for that poll. We were kind of thinking thinking about what we should run as a poll. You suggested yes talking about the. Um, WWE NXT UK man, that's a lot of initials. Uh, pay per view coming up. Is it too soon to have a pay per view? Yeah, well, well, that, well, that one uh, came to me while while I was uh, watching the pay per view itself. I was thinking to myself, this would make a good poll. Is it too too soon to have a pay per view, or or should they have wait? Is it too soon to have a pay per view? Should they have waited now, would you, longer? With, without looking at the poll answers, what was your? Did you think it was too soon, or do you think it it was uh, it was a much needed thing? It was a it was a good introduction, I think. Um, but at the same time, it might have been a little too soon because uh, these are not names that you would see out there every day unless you're into the independent wrestling. Scene. See, I got to tell you, uh, just like you, I had my cautions, and the week before this pay per view, I remember. Deciding, okay, well, I know we're going to do WWE NXT UK in the new year. So I thought, hey, maybe I should jump on and, on this episode and just take a peek at what I was looking at. Now, me and you, we deal with a lot of independent wrestling, but we kind of know some of the major players and we get introduced to other players. Yep. I was confused as hell watching that show who any of those people were. I barely well, recognized I, anybody. I recognized, I recognized some of them from the... Uh first the very first WWE oh, yeah. United Kingdom tournament that they had like Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, Tyler Bates. Yeah. But I meant I meant I am not talking about the pay per view. I'm talking about the show that was the week before the pay per view. Oh the actual show itself. And I did not yeah, recognize a lot, of, a lot of those names are a lot of those names that I didn't recognize them either. And I think I was a little bit like, overwhelmed thinking, oh my goodness, 
we're covering this product. It's all in our face. We've got a gazillion new people. Yeah. But you know what? However. However. Yep. Go ahead. However. The end, the ending of TakeOver. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. Well, we're going to get into that in a couple minutes. But first of all, yep. let's look at the poll. Now, me and Elio, we were kind of erring on the, the side of caution. We both kind of thought maybe it was a little too soon. Doesn't look like anyone else agreed with us, pal, because 9% of the polling people agreed with us. 91% thought it was time. Well, you know what? Wow. That makes me think if that many people think it's time, then this has a chance. If that many people are going to invest in WWE and NXT UK, well, then maybe they have a solid chance. And that makes me happy because... The more good wrestling that's out there, the more I'm going to enjoy it. Well, maybe they're uh, they're thinking that uh, because uh, of the way the WWE product has been lately. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Well, let's take a look. I have a f- because I mean, uh, mm-hmm. every every everywhere I look, that everyone is always like complaining about one thing or other mm-hmm. about Raw or SmackDown or whatever. But no one ever complains about NXT. That is true. That is true. Well, let's take a look here. I've got uh, two comments sent in to us by two of the pollers. One was Matt Nowak, who said, The UK scene was around long before WWE turned up, and these guys have busted their asses. This is a very small selection of what the UK indie scene is, but hopefully it opens a lot of eyes. Wow, this is a small? I think we're in for a big ride here, Ellie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the next comment I get is from Jason Serrano, who said, I've only watched the first match so far, and I'm loving Rick's relative? What's that? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> Rick, we're going to have to talk about this. You know, I think about uh, nepotism. Anyways, Jason Serrano says, I've only watched the first match so far, and I'm loving I'm loving it. The crowd is really into it, and I haven't seen a tag team match like that in the WWE for a while. Might have to start watching NXT instead of WWE. Nail on the head there, buddy. You were just bringing that up. People complaining about the WWE. Yep. Well, you know what? I know you still watch SmackDown because you have to cover it. Um, I do, do you watch yes. Raw still? Uh, you know what? I, I have uh, sitting on my uh, PVR and I just whatever like at night mm-hmm. because at night I usually get the TV to myself when like everyone else goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I just go downstairs. I just watch fast forward through a lot of the stuff. Because I just can't sit there and watch three hours. You know what? Uh, I used to be you. I used to be the guy who would uh, fast forward and try and find some stuff. I got to tell you, I have not physically watched any of Raw, anything of Raw, I'm going to have to say for at least two or three months. And SmackDown wow. even less. Um, sometimes if if I hear something, somebody highlights, that, oh, you should have saw that, I'll go online and look up that match. But, man, Raw is just too – it's like a bloated – monster that i just don't want to get into it's just too much crap let's see also raw is one of those uh, shows where i can walk away for a couple of months come back and i and i know exactly what's going and on and that's probably what makes it very who's sad feuding, who's feuding with who yeah yeah i mean you know i look on there and i see um you know they have I don't, we probably shouldn't get too much into WWE, and I, I, I just want to say I just have the problem with like the champion who's never there. Uh, yeah. The uh, there's a guy who won in uh, he won Braun Strowman <laughs> won the uh, suitcase thing. What is that uh, gimmick? Uh, money in, money the in the bank. Money in the bank. So how can you yep. cash that in, Elio, if the champion is never there? <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> yeah. you know it's ridiculous. And 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 SmackDown. I mean. I turn on to SmackDown and Randy Orton is feuding with the same person probably six months, a year and a half, three years. Like every time it's just the same people. I I complain about the same thing on my podcast on Fridays. We just uh, did one this past Friday and I was complaining about the same thing. The guys who were wrestling POV were were 
complain about. Yep. And that's too bad. And I, and I, and I, agree, I agree with a lot of what they say over there. Excellent. Well, you know what? Um, we want to thank everybody who uh, participated in the poll. Like we said, we're going to put up a poll for next week. It's going to be, do you think that the AEW All Elite Wrestling, let's, let's make it pretty exact. This is the wording I'm going to use. Will the okay. AEW Wrestling, will it actually succeed and become something, or will it just flop and be a dismal failure? I'm not even oh, saying match in the okay. WWE. I'm not saying find a TV deal. I'm saying will they even put on matches and last more than a year as a wrestling thing? Or will they just be a bunch of names that'll just fade off after one or two all-in things? You decide, fans, and send us your comments, what you think. If you even want to talk about the wrestlers, you want to talk about the people who have been signed, the people who have made this possible. And Elio, speaking of that, let's let's take a moment and talk about that. Let's talk about the okay. four elite guys who are in there. Is this good for okay. them? First of all, Cody Rhodes. Is Cody Rhodes, who now, I believe, has become uh, the CEO of all in... Um, of the wrestling, uh, all elite wrestling, he is now the CEO of this company. Wow. Yeah. Well, it kind of is his, uh, is his baby, his brainchild. Right? I believe so. He's definitely one of the the people. Yeah. Him and the Young Bucks, I, I do believe, are kind the, young of bucks. Okay. the driving force behind it. Now, when I look at Cody, I think Cody's in a great position. Um, you know, he's been battling knee, a reoccurring knee injury quite a bit. Uh, as the CEO, he doesn't okay. really need to wrestle a lot. He just has to make the occasional appearance mm-hmm. and use his name. So I think it was definitely a good choice. Uh, what do you think of Cody Rhodes uh, in AEW? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a good choice. I just like I hope this doesn't turn out like like some other people in other companies where they only put their friends like up like at the top and mm-hmm. everyone else at the bottom. If they if they even get to sign anyone else, if this even if this is even successful. Well, the next guys I want to look at are the Young Bucks. And now, the Young Bucks, when I look at the Young Bucks, I think this for them was their best move right now. They're both in their early to mid-30s. They do okay. they do a wrestling style that's incredibly hard on their bodies. Uh, they've gone all through ROH. They've gone probably as far as they can in New Japan. I don't mm-hmm. think they would be any good fit for the WWE. I think financially... And uh, for the next little while, this is probably the best move they could have made. What do you think? Yeah, they have. I haven't seen a lot of them in, like, I, I saw the one match, but from what I have seen, uh, Japan, they've, uh, everyone knows them in Japan. There's no one that doesn't know who the Young Bucks are over there. ROH, they've done stuff, and yeah, I think this is good for them. Okay. Um, one person I think that, uh, I'm not sure if this was good for him or not was Hangman Adam Page. Um, for the last six months, I've really seen him come on. Uh, in New Japan, he was really starting to make some great strides. Uh, ROH, he was becoming you know almost a main eventer. Um, I think yep. looking at the names in there, he has a very big danger of falling in the cracks and being just a utility guy that isn't used much. See, on when we did our uh, top five, if we were, if we had done a top ten, he would have been in the top ten. Of good wrestlers or bad? Yeah, I know, I know of the best yeah. because I, I I like Adam Page. I yeah, I was so impressed with him in the G one tournament. Uh, he really opened my eyes, and uh, I just think he might get lost in the AEW uh, realm, and that's what my mm-hmm. fear for him is. Now, I guess that leaves us uh, the possibility of Kenny Omega. He has yet to say anything about this. But you know what? Maybe we should skip Kenny Omega and talk with him in the New Japan section because he has not signed with AEW. Yeah. He has. And he's uh, and uh, things have often have uh, quieted down 
they have quieted down quite a bit about him. Yeah. And which is traditional after um, Wrestle Kingdom. Kenny usually doesn't do anything until the end of January, and then he makes his moves. Mm-hmm. But uh, AEW, I really hope this takes off. It looks like they have money. Yeah. If they have money to pay Chris Jericho, hopefully they have money to make uh, others. But they are going to have to sign a lot more wrestlers. And they're going to yeah. they're going to have to avoid this. Uh, you're right. You can't just make your buddy the champion, right? Um, yeah. looking at it now, they only have two tag teams. So are the young bucks going to be the first champions? Well, it's kind of a vanity project. So I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Uh, where does that leave uh, SoCal U? Why would they bother? You know, like yeah. you're going to have to sign a lot more wrestlers and who's going to win. Who's going to be the top dog. Is Cody going to be the champion? Is Adam page going to be the champion? If Kenny Omega signs, you got to make him the champion, right? So who loses? There's a lot. There's a lot they have to think about. Yeah. I don't know. I really wonder if uh, they've thought they've thought all this through. I hope so. The, like I, I hope they have. Like I, I, I'm, I was uh, like I was. Um, I have a friend uh, who from another podcast I was with that, uh, like years back, and he like he was all about the independent wrestling, right. and so. Everyone's always WWE or WCW or TNA. I'm the I'm that one person that goes outside of the company and uh, looks uh, looks for the independent wrestling. Right. Well, you know, um, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna be interesting. Uh, fans, I really hope you uh, participate in this poll. I'm curious what people are thinking out there, and if you've got the comments, if you got the questions, you think that AEW should be thinking about questions that we mm-hmm. should be thinking about AEW. Please write them in. We'll address them on the show, and uh, we'll get things moving. All right? Yep. Now, you know what? In rumblings, one of the things we always talk about is uh, rumors. This week, I only have one rumor to address, okay? Uh And this is an interesting rumor, and it's on a positive note. Uh, Due to some interesting words by uh, Triple H, or Paul Levesque, if you will, of of, uh, NXT fame, and, well, you know, of all the other fame he is, there (laughs) is rumors that perhaps the next... NXT will be NXT Australia. How's that for interesting? Wow. That's, it looks like it's becoming a very distinct possibility. And that is what the rumors is that WWE is looking into that. Actually, I heard about that, um, that they were saying something about opening a performance center in Australia. Exactly. And then after that, developing an actual show in the full bit. So who's going to, who knows where that's going to go? They're going to make our work even more interesting. Oh, you mean make our show longer and us more uh, <laughs> burnt out by as much wrestling as we can? Yes. Uh, I mean, geez. like how, how many NXT shows can we add to our uh, already uh, our bl- packed lineup? Yeah, this week in NXT Bangladesh. We'll be... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, Don't say that too loud. They might hear you you and try it. Yeah. Okay. I'm quiet now. Uh, (laughs) So, folks, that is the rumblings of the week. Let's take a look now at our New Japan. All right. New Japan. Okay. Not a lot to say this week. Um, Wrestle Kingdom done. Um, The 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 what was the name of the that pay per view that or the the big event of the next day? Uh, New Year's. New Year's Dash. New Year's Dash. New Year's Dash. Yeah. Um, only one interesting thing of note coming out of New Year's Dash. And uh, I guess, you know, New Year's Dash usually sets up who are going to be the next contenders for belts. Not a lot of really things working out there, but 
I don't know how you feel about this because I'm not sure how I feel about this, but it looks like they're positioning Jay White to be the first challenger for Tanahashi for the uh, for the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Title. How do you feel about Jay White? Do you think he'd make a good champion? Um, not really. Uh, not really stuck on Jay White. Like I've I saw him at Wrestle Kingdom, mm-hmm. but uh, I just. I don't get it with him. Well, I'm going to agree. I think it's a little soon for Jay White. I don't think we've seen him really make himself a main eventer yet. And I think... I mean, Tanahashi just won. I don't want to see a transition champion. Yeah, it would be kind of a a bit of a disgrace. Comes out of after all that work and become a transitional champion. Yeah. Um, But I got to wonder now, when is Okada going to start getting his feet back in here? I mean, the guy's probably one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. And we have seen Jack out of him this year. Not very much. And still, the big enigma, Kenny Omega. Now, he says he's done with New Japan. However, under a lot mm-hmm. of digging, Elio, I found out that his contract doesn't expire till the beginning of February. So he can't even really mm-hmm. say anything for another couple weeks. And speaking of uh, contracts, um, last week I, I had uh, asked if if that the deal with Kushida was done. Mm-hmm. That like he was for sure coming to WWE because, and we don't really talk about uh, that on our show, but um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna call it right now, Kushida surprise Royal Rumble entrant. Ooh, nice. Do you think Kenny Omega is gonna be a surprise uh, entrant? That one I'm I can't really say on on uh, him because I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. I'm calling Kushida's a surprise entrant. And you know what? I know in your heart of hearts, I know who you're hoping will be the surprise entrant for the. I know you've been praying every night. I know you've been oh. saying your prayers and eating your vitamins, hoping <laughs> that Sammy Callahan or any of OVE make a surprise Royal Rumble appearance. Oh, I'm sure you're mistaken about that. <laughs> oh. You're sadly mistaken. <laughs> well, we'll get to those fools in OVE in the next second, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, New Japan, uh, Jay White, not sure if I really want to see him. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think it's still soon. I think they've really rammed him down our throats the last year. He hasn't really given me enough to say, "Wow, he's a credible villain." And maybe want to see him, but not now. Yeah, I, I want to see him develop a little more, see him work a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this year uh, Tetsuo Naito. It seems Naito didn't had a pretty rough year where he didn't get much play with anything. I hope that he takes a run at the belt. Why not? Um, and I hope we see more of Ishii. It seems Ishii's the forgotten man in New Japan. There's always these guys who are just a little more colorful, a little more, and it, you know, a little more this than him. And he just kind of, yeah. he has these great matches. You know, you look at the cards, he's always in the middle. Mm-hmm. And yet you mm-hmm. watch his match and it's one of the best matches on the whole card. But then people forget him right away. So New Japan, well, like I said, this week we don't have a lot to talk about. I don't think they have any more big events coming up. Um they had a little minor event, which was kind of, they have it every year and it's so minor that we, I don't even really want to talk about it because it's hard to figure it out. Uh, it's called uh, something like Fanta- CMLL Fantastico. And they actually bring a bunch oh, okay. of, yeah. a bunch of uh, luchadors from uh, CMLL, the, the uh, smaller ones, the not so big name mm-hmm. ones. And they bring them up to Japan and the Japanese and uh, new Japan puts in all their uh, junior heavyweights and they let them have just a night of wrestling. In it. And it's very hard to follow because it's never in English. It's all in Japanese. Um, I don't know who most of the wrestlers are that come up. The CMLL 
it's hard to find these days, so I've lost track of who wrestlers are in there. I don't super familiar with the junior heavyweight division in New Japan, so it's basically like a New Japan show with a bunch of guys I've never seen. I've seen CML, I've seen CMLL, um, not a whole lot, but like maybe once or twice mm-hmm. on one of the channels here, and that was like either late at night or sometime on a on a Saturday or Sunday. What? And I, it, it's hard to follow. It is very hard. Even the Mexican one. It is because it's 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 always in Spanish. Uh, there's no translations. Um, the wrestlers yep. either you know them or you don't. Uh, I used to watch CML. Do you know Sin Cara? The, yes. the very first Sin Cara, not the current one, but the very mm. first one, used to wrestle in CMLL as Mystical. Mystical. And I used Mystical. to watch Mystical. him back yes. when that was on. And uh, that's quite a few years now. But I used to enjoy it. It was crazy. Uh, the rules don't make a lot of sense in Luchador. Uh, mm-hmm. It's crazy all over the place. Who knows who tags? No, the rules are confusing. Yeah. The rules are confusing. Everyone's in the ring all at once. Yeah, or... It's like every match is a, it's every match is a tornado match. Yeah, or um, the weird thing is if you're tagging, you don't necessarily have to tag your partner. If you just fall out of the ring, your partner can jump in and, and he's legal. And that's confusing <laughs> as hell. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but who knows? At the rate we're going, Elio, we may be we may be covering WWE, NXT, CMLL Mexico someday. So. <laughs> but we, we better not be walking it too hard. We might be in there. So, uh Like I said, that is our look at this week at, well, at New Japan. I'd like to take a look, and we said we'd be starting this. Let's look at NXT UK. We're going to go into their first takeover, which is where we're kind of starting our coverage of it. I'd like to go over some of the matches that were on the card. We'll talk a little bit about it. Okay. First of all, fans of this stuff, they're crazy, man. They have a lot of fun in the audience. I've never been in a crowd of wrestling like that, eh? I mean, that's because that's not even the first takeover I've covered. I covered NXT Takeover London mm-hmm. a while back. I believe that was Nia Jax versus Bailey in the main event. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the crowd, the England crowd, is like insane with the the, the chanting that they do and some of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? They really get into it. All right. Well, let's take a look at this uh this card. All right, the opening match was to determine the first uh, NXT UK tag team champions. We had the team of of Mustache Mountain. We're familiar with them, uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bates. Mustache. (laughs) Taking on the team of the grizzled young veterans, (laughs) Zach Gibson and James Drake. This, go ahead. uh, Before before you go on, um, did you notice James Drake... He was the one I was telling you that looks like a 1999 yeah. version of Chris Jericho. Oh, Chris Jericho? Yeah. You know who I saw? See how he looks like him? I thought he looked a lot like a, a young Shawn Michaels every time they caught him at a certain angle without the mustache. I was like, wow, he looked, wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah either either Jericho or Michaels, but yeah, yeah from that from that era, yeah. You know, this was a, this was a really fun match. Uh, one thing that stuck out in my mind, Tyler Bates is incredible. And I think he's kind of wasted mm-hmm. as in a tag team, you know? Trent Seven is okay, but, I mean, D- Tyler Bates carries that team. Crazy athletic. Did some really unique things. In the end, yep. the Grizzled Young Veterans get the win. Zach Gibson and James Drake are the first NXT UK tag team champions. Mustache yes. Mountain falling short. Yep. What do you think of the match? Uh, that one, I, I really enjoyed that match. And the crowd obviously uh, really got into that match as well. That was a great opening match to get the crowd uh, all uh, all excited for the rest of the card. Well, you know what? The second match, 
that got everyone very excited too. That one was a surprise because it, it was Jordan Devlin Again. who was scheduled to take on Travis Banks. However, he attacked him uh, at the start of the match and before the bell rang. Banks is out. And who does they bring in? Finn Balor. Finn Balor. What a surprise for the UK crowd there. Uh Actually, a very good match. Jordan Devlin looked like he was going to crap his pants when he saw it was Finn Balor. <laughs> uh, Finn Balor, of course, with the win. Another tremendous match. Uh, Devlin. Now, be, hold on. Before 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 uh, you go on, um, did you did you hear uh, what the announcers were saying? Which part? Uh, during the match. During the match, uh, they they said Jordan Devlin uh, was uh, a student of Finn Balor. He he they they trained together. Yes, yes, and it was kind of uniquely yeah. funny how. Devlin was claiming he was the best Irish wrestler ever. And then to have his teacher and superstar Irish Finn Balor come out and hand him his ass was pretty funny. (laughs) It took like uh, three or or four coups de grace to put uh, Devlin away. Uh, Now the next match, I found this one kind of cool because when I did did tune into that uh, card the week before the UK takeover, um, these guys had kind of a... I don't know, not a run-in, but they had kind of a, a bit of a mix-up with uh, Eddie Dennis mm-hmm. and Dave Mastiff. With Dennis being this guy kind of yeah. continually prodding and poking the bear. However, Dave Mastiff, yep. in this no-DQ match, poked the crap out of Eddie Dennis, getting the win. I like this match. Hardcore no, and Dave, and violent. Yep, this was a no-DQ match. Dave Mastiff is a big guy. He very much is. I like that. Yep, I like him. He 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 was good. This match was really great. All right, now uh, I, you know what? As much as I love the women on the WWE's main roster, I'm very impressed mm-hmm. with these two women. Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. and Tony Storm are big, monstrous women. Who I don't mean fat or they're just big, solid, athletic women. Yep. And man, they put on a great show. The the, the, the women on the NXT roster are so much, are far more better than the women on the main roster. Really? Even more than the I men? I enjoy watching. Nobody beats the man. Come on. Well, no, Becky Lynch yes. is, uh, I, okay, Becky Lynch is uh, off that list, <laughs> but like, Okay, I, I'm gonna put her on the. I don't know. I'm gonna put her on the NXT list. Okay, okay, fair enough. You're right. There are some tremendous, and you know what? Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. Watching this match, man, they were yeah. both so good. I at the end, um, I didn't know who I wanted to win, and I, I had no mm-hmm. problem with either one of these women winning because, man, they put on a tremendous battle, and they both they both showed they deserve to be the women's champion. Tony Storm getting the win. This is uh, coming right yeah. off of her May Young Classic win. And uh, now she's the NXT UK Women's Champion. I hope we see Rhea and Ripley the, more in the WWE in the main roster. I'd love yeah. to see her there. And and Rhea Ripley, uh, twenty two years old. That's it. Wow. She's twenty two. Yeah, they said she was. She's only twenty two years old. Amazing, amazing. Now the main event, Pete Dunne uh, defeats Joe Coffey. Joe Coffey. Yep. Now, wow, interesting, interesting match. Um. I know people love Pete Dunne, and I don't understand why. He's a zitty, crazy jerk. I, I hate all his hand things, you know, cracking your fingers. And To me, that always seems cheap, you know? Like in old wrestling style, you weren't allowed to yeah. separate the fingers. Remember that? That used to be wrestling yep. rules. You were not allowed to separate the fingers. Now this guy comes yep. along, and he's just bending and cracking fingers. Don't like it. Don't like it, Elio. And also, I, I don't get the, the the pose that he does with a fist on his yeah. cheek. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things. I don't. Are you a fan of this guy? I wonder if uh, he was 
okay. Like I can't really say I'm a fan of his. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like his look, but like his whole like in ring style and everything, I'm just not a fan of. Me his. neither. It's sort of a. It's a, I think he just has a. I I like him because he has that cool look. Really? Is, I think he's zitty. He should go like get some Clarisol or something. <laughs> and you're a champion. Get that zits off your face. You're not 15, man. Come on. Gross. Quit rubbing sugar on your face. But, um, but there's one thing I don't understand is how he holds that belt with his teeth. I don't get that. Uh, I hope his teeth accidentally fell out once. That would be pretty funny. Uh, okay. Obviously, we're not the biggest Pete Dunne fans. But not the- what do you think of Joe Coffey? Uh, he seemed even douchier. Yeah, I have to see uh, more of these guys. Uh, like I got to, I got to see them uh, um, in uh, earlier episodes that I've seen, and um, I don't really like the Coffee Brothers. Okay, I'm not a fan of the Coffee Brothers, and also um, Wolfgang is now with. Yeah, them. what do they call themselves? Was uh oh B- Bacchus uh, or no? They called themselves something, and Mustache Mountain and, and Pete Dunn call themselves. British strong style and they're feuding with each other and I don't know. wait Pete Dunn is uh, with mustache yeah Mountain. he's been teaming with them occasionally and they call themselves oh, British okay. English strong uh-huh. style English strong style okay uh, I guess that explains why Tyler Bates isn't taking runs at the belt because his Pete Dunn's his buddy now I guess but um, <laughs> yeah I gotta say overall it was a fun pay per view. Um, yep. I would have probably enjoyed it more had I known these guys more than one week. Of appearances yeah. Yeah. um yeah. but it shows me that you know what i guess there can be nxt uk takeovers because they did a great job the fans seem to love but the, the ending oh i uh what a surprise my now you're talking about walter i saw this guy you're talking about walter right i'm walter now we've t- when, when this guy i saw this guy came come out uh-huh. i was like sitting there with my mouth open i was like Oh, because everyone, everyone was, um, the announcers were like, it's him, he's here. And I was like updating it at the time, so I didn't have my screen on. So I'm like, who's here? I flipped uh, the tab on my browser and I saw Walter come out. Now you've seen Walter before, yes? I haven't seen him in action, but I've seen, I've heard the name, I've seen his uh, pictures. Okay. This guy's a big dude. Now somebody, I saw this clip the other day that made, I gotta tell you, no matter what you think of Walter... You're going to love him when I send you this clip because this clip is from, uh, I don't know, maybe six months, eight months ago. He's in a, he's in the ring with Zack Sabre yep. Jr. Zack is oh, dancing right. around being a dick. And then he... Did he punch him in the face for He me? slapped him so hard in the chest, it looked like it knocked that <laughs> smug little look off his face for a few seconds. It was awesome. Right there, oh, Walter, really like, heart. I like him already. Yeah, me too. Uh, overall, I would have to say that this uh, pay-per-view was probably three quarters thumbs up. It wasn't a thumbs up hit run. It wasn't a Not halfway. A complete thumbs up. It was kind of in the middle. I'm, you know, I'm going to give it in the middle. Yeah. Yep. And I think that uh, if we get more used to these uh, wrestlers, I think we may get more excited about it. And uh, I, I But, but I, th- I think mm-hmm. I think this is our first uh, pay-per-view, mm-hmm. I think, as, they, as we move along, like the weeks and months go by... The next NXT takeover will be a lot even better than this. Well, one. hopefully by then too, we'll know the guys. They'd be a little more invested yeah. in the matches. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you know what? I think we have been yabbering for quite a while. I think we should take a little break mm-hmm. about now. And uh, okay. when we come back, you're going to lead us through a little bit of Impact. We're going to talk a little yes. bit of Ring of Honor, MLW, and end our show today with what I'm going to say was a phenomenal interview. See tonight's. 
to to today's show. Mm-hmm. No, normally these are regular episodes. Today this episode is the episode that well, I'll get into that later on. Yeah. It seems that way. <laughs> I'll get into that later. All right, so folks, uh, go grab yourself another Canada Dry. If you're in the States, go grab whatever diabetic-causing soda you want to drink. And uh, when we get back, we'll talk some more wrestling. Sounds good. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. Hey folks, we're back. Um, Elio? You are getting up to the the batter's plate, and you are going to hit a home run. Let's talk Impact, brother. Impact Wrestling. Okay, so this past Friday, Impact Wrestling debuted on the Pursuit Channel. Now, I don't want to get uh, Miguel Cole's hater alert, so I went into this with a with an open mind, positive uh, positive thoughts, mm-hmm. and um, I was expecting maybe okay. We'd be the same impact that uh, we that we've been used to seeing for the past few weeks, but it was surprisingly pretty good. The crowd was really into it. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, action on this week, and it began with Johnny Impact uh, in the ring. He was addressing the attack from Killer Cross and Ty- on uh, himself and Ty Valkyrie at the end of Homecoming. Now it's important to which- point out, fans, we didn't watch the Homecoming impact. Well, we. I don't know if you saw it. I watched a bit of it. I saw I, I saw I saw the impact. Okay. Yep. Well we didn't cover it here on the show, but the only thing of note we should mention is Taya Valkyrie did win the women's championship. Yes. So we had the Lucha Brothers. Now this was a pretty good match. I really like these guys. The Lucha Brothers defeating the uh, the Rascals. And the Lucha Brothers being Pentagon Junior and Phoenix. And Phoenix, yep. I like this match. Now, I went into this with an open mind, and then this is where it started going downhill. Oh, what happened? Wait. Now, 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 now you're Rich not. You, anyway. Yeah, you're not talking Sorry. the Lucha Brothers, still, are you? You're on to the next match. No, I'm on to no, I'm on to the next okay. segment. All right. The Lucha Brothers. Uh, um, the next segment. Rich Swan, the new X Division champion, came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he came out uh, for an interview, and then. Out came Sammy Callahan. Your favorite OVE brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're mistaken about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sammy Callahan comes out with an OVE t-shirt and offering Rich Swan a position in OVE. Doesn't he realize he's not from Ohio? I thought you had to be part of Ohio to be an OVE. Well, silly me. But go uh, on. I'm not sure, but <laughs> apparently the, these two have a history, mm-hmm. which uh, I... If I believe I've said in the past episodes, I've done um I've done videos for many uh independent uh, pay per views, mm-hmm. just like practicing yeah. and getting better. So on uh many of the independent shows like Full Impact and such, mm-hmm. uh Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan have been on both uh cart on those carts. Yeah, they've had a lot of feuding down in the Florida area. I yeah. All right. And then uh that that led that led into uh Willie Mac. Because he faced Sammy Callahan in that in the next match. 
And I believe Willie Mack won that one, did he not? Yeah, Willie Mack won that match. And it was actually a pretty good match, folks. Uh, it's hard to say Sammy Callahan and good match in the same sentence, but it was kind of a good match. Now, the um, Impact's been uh, saying how they, they're going to become edgier, and I guess they're going like the Attitude Era route. Oh, brother. Could you go on? TJ, <laughs> <laughs> you see uh, the, this next segment, us. Scarlett Bordeaux came out for her spoke show. Oh man, I almost want you to skip this. This is Scar- Scarlett Bordeaux is becoming like um, the dead chick that we never talk about. You know, in those uh, segments. Yeah, I, I can, uh, I can uh, because um, I don't even know if I if I want to talk about who came out. Yeah, let's let's just let's just show. skip yeah. this. Like, We're gonna skip Scarlett that. Bordeaux. You've gone on our bad list along with. Uh, what is the yeah. chick's name? Sue Young or something? The the dead dead alley, all that Sue, crap. Yeah. That's yeah, on yeah, our I never know. talk about list. Moving on. <laughs> well, Tessa Blanchard. Yes. One, my, one of my favorites. I do like Tessa Blanchard. I do. Very good wrestler. Uh, she she defeated uh, Callie Collins or something. I'm, I guess that's the name. Okay, Callie. Yeah, I had a hard time figuring out the girl's name too. They didn't really say yeah. what it was, but it said Callie on her yeah, shorts. Yeah, no, I picked it up. Yeah, I picked it up. Okay, excellent. Uh, Tessa- and then... If, and then the next segment. We've talked about how we're so over Tommy Dreamer. Ugh, yes. So this, is this Tommy Dreamer 2.0? Because Eddie Edwards was being interviewed and he was holding a kendo stick. Oh, he's always trying to... I like Eddie Edwards, but it seems like he's trying to rip off every gimmick he can and mix him with together in some kind of weird cocktail. You know? And Eli Drake, Eli Drake uh, confronted him and uh, was asking him... Uh, what, what all that's about mm-hmm. so not much to go there but the main event was pretty good yes it was killer cross killer cross and johnny impact no dq no dq it wasn't for the belt though they didn't um no it wasn't for the belt it was a no dq match was for, no 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 it was just a no dq match but they did this one spot where they were both facing it face to face outside the ring they kept throwing the steel chairs into the ring <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? You know, but yeah, this was a it was a good match. No, it was. I was saying this is a good match. Okay, Johnny Impact. I, you know what? I have a hard time seeing Johnny Impact as a world champion. Um, I think I don't mind if he's like a U.S. Intercontinental kind of a mid champion. Um, Killer Cross is starting to wear on me a bit. I'm starting to enjoy him more than I thought. Mm-hmm. He's interesting. He's still a little boring, but yeah. uh, I, I'm not a fan of the Johnny Impact. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a fan. I've never really been a fan of the Johnny Impact character or John Morrison or whatever he or likes to call Johnny, him. whatever he is this week. Yeah, I um, I read up on I Killer Cross because mm-hmm. I was curious to learn about this guy. Mm-hmm. Like he made his debut in Impact as a backstage security guard. He arrested Petey Williams <laughs> on an episode uh-huh. of Impact, and then I guess uh, later on in the show in the secluded area. Because they were trying to figure out who was going around attacking everyone. And it was him. And it was him. He uh, he was uh, in the secluded area. He was beating P.D. Williams down. And he told him that he was the one attacking everyone. Mm. Well, you know what? I, I You sent me, uh, I believe, some weird uh, thing with uh, Killer Cross breaking a uh, cinder block <laughs> with his hand against someone's no, head. No, I think that was, I think that was uh, Rick. Was it Rick who sent that? Okay, whoever yeah, was, because, uh, that was ridiculous. Said, Do you remember that? I said, ouch. Yeah, okay. I felt, my, my head felt that. Yeah, that was, uh, he did it on Trevor Lee. I Yeah, I, stuff like that is a little much. It's like Braun Strowman flipping a, 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 an ambulance over. It's kind of ridiculous. Yo, yo. But uh, 
I like Killer Cross. Please don't make him a champion. He is probably one of the more aesthetically boring wrestlers I've seen in a long time. And Johnny Impact is kind of one of the most boring guys I've seen in a long time. I don't know yep. who Impact should make champion. Maybe Eddie Edwards. At least he's interesting. I don't know. Maybe Moose. <laughs> How about Moose? I, I don't know. Oh, that that's why. That, yeah, yes. Killer Cross uh, won uh, the match. Uh, because uh, of Moose. Due to interference from Moose. Yep. Well, you know, uh, pleasant surprise. Impact was not horrible. I know we were, you had to go in with no expectations. Yep. And we were rewarded. It wasn't so bad. I mean, uh, the crowd was into it. Uh, they kept chanting. Uh, actually, uh, they kept chanting for Killer Cross. Well, the one thing I find interesting about this is let's see how Impact is going to retain any audience. They are now on a cha- Up here in Canada, we get it on uh, the Fight app. But, uh, or not Fight app, what do we get? Uh, Impact. Where do we get Impact? I don't know. I get it from a weird we site. I don't know if we do. But I do know in the States, if you're trying to get Impact, it's on some obscure channel, the was it the Pursuit, Hunting and Pursuit channel? The Pursuit channel. Pursuit channel. An even more obscure channel than Destination America. Yeah, which was very, very obscure. Because I hadn't heard of that, but uh, no one's heard of the Pursuit. Uh, hey, do you want to know something funny about Pursuit channel? What's that? It is owned by the people who own Impact. Oh, wow, yeah. I it's their own network. Then. It's the only place they could find was put the, <laughs> their show on their own network. Because <laughs> no oh, one else wanted goodness. it. Oh, impact! You're so so. Wait, so wait, shouldn't it be a Canadian channel then? Well, it's it's owned by a Canadian company, but it's through uh, it's an American channel because they put it out through the U.S. trying to I don't know make okay. money on this genre or whatever. Um, so hey, if you if you stay after wrestling, you can learn how to I don't know hunt an animal, trap something. <laughs> I don't know. It's pursuit something. It's something weird, but. Uh, Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, but overall, it uh, wasn't a good show. wasn't a bad show. It wasn't a great show. wasn't a bad show. Okay. It was in between. It was in, in the middle show. All right. Well, let's take a look at ROH, Ring of Honor, this week. And I'm going to have to say Ring of Honor's match show this week was actually pretty good. Um, it still suffers from the fact that these shows we're watching were taped at least two weeks before. So we know if it's anything big what's already happened through social media. However... The matches tend to they tend to deliver, and this show delivered, I think, pretty good. First of all, uh, your good friend uh, Zach Saber defeating Tracy Hot Sauce Williams in a match that I actually really enjoyed because yeah, get him. I'm sure you're mistaken about that. I'm gonna punch Saber in the face. I'm with you. Let's let's. Anyways, <laughs> Tracy Williams. You know what I enjoyed about this match is for the first time it wasn't like ninety percent of the time of Zack Sabre smugly wrapping someone up and doing stuff and somebody getting 10% info. No, Williams got a lot of offense, no, and he took yeah, it to this him. Guy, this guy, this guy uh, gave uh, Zack Sabre a match. Yeah, and I enjoyed like, that. There were a, few ti- a few times like he scored like near falls on Sabre. Yeah, and uh, Zack Sabre, of course, got the, the win. Can you believe this is only his second appearance in ROH? He seems like he's oh, a real okay. fit for this company. I, I hope they use him more because they have wrestlers who, you know, Jonathan Gresham put on a tremendous show at the last pay-per-view. Uh, I, yep. I want to see some other guys in there with him. 
see how their styles mesh. Um, now, this one is a weird one because this has been a bit of a feud going on. Madison Rain and, are you ready for this? Dr. Britt Baker. She calls herself Dr. Britt Baker. Yeah, apparently she's a dentist. Yeah, because you, uh, you can really Adam see Cole's her. girlfriend. Yeah, you can really see how educatedly smart she is. In the, ah. Anyways. Uh, I'm not a fan of Britt Baker. No, she's not very good. I don't like good. Britt Baker. Uh, no. she, they defeated Twisted Sisters, uh, Holly Dead and Thunder Rosa. Now, I've heard of these girls a lot on the independent. Uh, okay. Interesting look. Not mm -hmm. sure if I like it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the face paint uh, kind of weird. Yeah. Face paint on uh, on uh, women wrestlers. Now, now I hope this doesn't sound sexist or rude, but man, Madison Rain is an incredible looking woman for a girl who's had a bunch of kids and in her mid thirties. She looks incredible in there. Um, and Josh Matthews is lucky. <laughs> uh, so. The, the thing that sucks here is that Madison Rain and Dr. Britt Baker score the win over Twisted Sisters. However, this was their second meeting where they each got a thing. And then Baker, I forgot to mention this, was one of the people who signed with AEW. She's the first woman besides Brandy oh. who's put her name oh, okay. in. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, no, I'm not gonna, I wonder if they're going to have an AEW Women's Championship. Well, if, if they're signing women's wrestlers, they better. <laughs> uh, but I don't... They're gonna, what do they do? Put Brandy in there as well? Well, Brandy always wants to wrestle. And uh, <laughs> Britt Baker. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say without sounding like a jerk. So I'm going to yeah. move on. Uh, in the main event, the Briscoes retain yes. their belts over SCU. Now... We know that SoCal was off to AEW, but this still was a pretty tremendous match. Mm -hmm. The Briscoes are always fun to watch in tag team situations. This, these guys just, they put on a heck of a show. I think they're just really one of the most underrated tag teams in the last five years. Actually, I'm gonna, I wanted to bring something up. I forgot to bring up in the last segment. Yes. Um, speaking of SCU, Frankie yeah. Kazarian, um, one thing that Impact does, mm -hmm. they, uh, they show... A match from their vault on the GFW. Oh vault. yeah, I never mentioned those that, crappy vault things, but go on. And then that I feel I feel that that kind of slows show down. But this I want I wanted to bring that up because this week they showed X division match. I believe it was an Ultimate X mm -hmm. with uh, Frankie involving Frankie Kazarian. Did he have hair back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a bit of difference, eh? Yeah. I'm going to throw you out another funny little Frankie Kazarian fact. He was originally offered a contract with the WWE years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you know why mm -hmm. he refused to sign? Why? Because they wanted him to cut his hair. Oh, my. <laughs> and he thought that would take away from all his value and his look. So he didn't sign with them, and now he's totally bald and doing his own thing. And it's like, <laughs> you missed the boat there, Frankie. I, oh, I yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you know what? The Briscoes. Great match. I really yeah. enjoy watching these guys. There are a yep. few little dumb things, or not dumb things, like, you know, little kind of backstage things. There's two little things I want to point out that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Silas Young and Beer City Bruiser having a bit of a... Oh, okay. Now, they're no longer friends, apparently. And yep. Beer City Bruiser says they can be friends. Silas Young says, no, you're a loser who could never run with me. They face yeah, each other next never week. they're friends. Yep. Yeah. Next week, they face each other in a uh, match so that is going to be interesting and of course it was the introduction of uh villains uh incorporate where marty scroll comes Villain, yep. marty scroll comes out he uh says he wants to challenge jay lethal of course out comes uh matt taven in the kingdom and as much as we've made fun of matt taven in the kingdom starting to enjoy those guys a lot more you know mm -hmm. um they surround the ring and tell Marty, you know what, Marty? I'm the real champion, of course, because Taven is delusional and still carrying around an old belt, claiming it he's the <laughs> champion. Um, then he says, you know... But he, sorry? 
Yeah, but he's Matt. He's Matt Taven. Yeah, he's Matt Taven. Anyhow, uh, he says, uh, alluding to how all the elite have left, that Marty's on his yeah. own now, so three of them are going to kick the crap out of him. Lights go out. Mm-hmm. Out comes Brody Lee. Lights go out again, and PCO comes out. The start oh, of villain. You know hmm? Do I know why? This guy. This guy looks so different than when he was uh, in the Quebecers. Dude, he's fifty-one years old. No, I know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he was like but maybe he, he was under thirty no, but, when he was in the WWE. But no, but then the idea is like one half of his uh, head shaped and the other half he has hair. Yeah. Elio, it's been over 25 years since you've seen him. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying he looks different. <laughs> uh, I think he's incredible right now. A guy at his age yeah. making an impact in uh, – oh, making an impact. Sorry, bad pun. <laughs> making uh, such waves in uh, wrestling. I hope he does – I hope yeah. we get to see him in ROH a little more. Uh, I'm excited. The fans – did you notice the fans are screaming PCO more yeah. than anyone else? Fans are buying into him. So – I Pierre Carlouette, I I'm interested to see. Uh, you know, it's been a long career. I'm interested to see you finish some of it in ROH and prove you know you still got a lot yeah, left in the tank. That's what I'm saying. The guy looks different. He looks like really. He looks great. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of prefer how he looks now than what the Mountie used to look like. So yeah. Um. So you know what? Overall, I'm going to give ROH a thumbs up this week. Pretty yep. good match. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yep. Especially that moonsault that he did from the top rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he took out the kingdom yep. or whatever it was that flip he did. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, our yep. our last uh, company we're going to look at this week kind of started bizarre, then got boring, boring, and then got really good. I'm talking about Major League Wrestling. Now, I'm going to say bizarre because we didn't cover this while um, we were on off on our little break and doing our little shows and whatnot. We, we missed this part. Low-key taking on Conan. Uh, okay, yeah. Now, I even feel weird saying this, but Loki shanked Conan with a screwdriver in the back. He stabbed him with blood. Ouch. Yeah, like that's how the match ended. I know MLW is trying to be a little bit different, but I'm not sure how I feel like they stabbed. He stabbed his opponent with a screwdriver in the kidneys. That's what they're saying. It was a kidney injury. Wow. Well, because I'm I'm seeing all this blood. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what did he do? Did he get him in the face or something? No, he jabbed him with a shank. Like he made a shank out of a um, a screwdriver, sharpened it up, and stabbed Gosh. him in the kidneys with it. That's a little weird for wrestling. <laughs> yeah. It's a little much. Um, but then. If you remember at the beginning of this match, did you see what Conan did to Loki? He hit him in the face with a sock full of of coins, and that split open Loki. So I guess you get what you get, right? If you're going to mess with the boys, yeah. you're going to get it back. But yeah. I still think this is an ultra violent, weird way to portray wrestling. We'll see where is it goes. This what they do, isn't this what they do in CZW or something? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I don't want to go that far. You know? Yeah. Um, Loki, though. Let's face it, man. I'll tell you. He is a man of honor. He may only be four foot six, but he will shank you in your kneecaps. Um, <laughs> it's like it's low key here. Yeah. Look down. You'll have to look down. He's very small. <laughs> um, they keep talking about how low key has not. Now, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that because I was listening to the very last part. I wanted to go over some stuff. And I was going over that part just before we went on air. And I could have swore they said Loki has never has been undefeated since he entered the company in 2004. <laughs> and I know MLW was around for a while, then it wasn't, and now it's back. But wow, 2004—that's a hell of a long time to to not yeah. lose a match. 
Um, especially when you're only like five foot one. I mean, he's a he's a little man with a big voice. Yep. Anyways, um, he's taking on Tom Loyler, which I think is going to be a fun match. Uh, the more I see of Dirty Tom Loyler, or filthy, sorry, filthy Tom Loyler, the more I find him interesting. And uh, for me, it's what it always is about. You make it interesting. I might invest in it. Now I have to I have to say though about uh, next week's matches yeah. that were announced. Well, let's get to the end of the show, Alio, <laughs> and then we can talk about next yeah. week's matches. Uh, Gringo Loco. <laughs> I don't get this guy. This in well, LA Park I, was a terrible match. I have a question. Yeah. Um, what kind of what kind of match was this? What do you mean? What kind of match was it? Was it like a no DQ or something? No, or they just were it? really lax on the rules. It seemed. Well, because I saw like uh, Ellie Park just like uh, Park bombed uh, Gringo onto two chairs. They set up outside the ring. Yeah. Okay, and you know what's really funny about this? It's okay to see luchadors do these kind of crazy moves, right? But Gringo Loco is so fat and slow, and so is Ellie Park. <laughs> How can you make falling off the top of the lighting look extremely slow? It looked slow motion when he jumped up. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say jump. There was no jumping. He fell onto L.A. Park from the top of that thing. And it, that was the saddest looking thing I've seen in so long. I mean, like when, when I saw L.A. Park, I'm like, is this, is this, is this the same guy? Unfortunately, it is. It is the same guy. But same that means he's got to be 110 now. But like he just looks—he looks so out of shape. Dude, he was never the good shape to begin with. But yes. Well, I mean, I, re- I remember like when like he was like in WCW, mm-hmm. he was like all like moving around the ring now. Oh yeah, this was. Uh, Gringo Loco did not show me anything, and I, I don't get his gimmick. He's a white guy who thinks he's Mexican. Is that is that what his <laughs> thing is? Because he's definitely a white guy. He dresses like a Mexican. He tries to wrestle like a Mexican. If. You were the slowest, fattest Mexican around. You could maybe wrestle hit his speed. But, uh, yeah, he made L.A. Park seem fast. And L.A. Park now, are they, is slow. Are they both faces? No, no. L.A. Park is with that group, the Salinas, whatever, low-keys oh, group. Okay. So, no, L.A. Park is oh. definitely not a good guy. Yeah, half, of, half, the, half the arena was uh, chanting for Gringo, half was chanting for Park. Yeah. Yeah, and I was yeah. chanting for my money back because, man, if that's what I paid to see, I was definitely ripped <laughs> off. Stiff. Well, no, but the, the next match was pretty good. Okay, before we get to the next match, though, okay? Koto yep. Brazil. Koto Brazil, yes. What a terrible, terrible promo that was. He should be ashamed of himself. He should have said, hey, that was bad. Can we just skip me this week? I'll go home and practice some more. Yeah, that was that was terrible. That was a pretty terrible promo. Um, I yeah. Oh, he, you know one thing I want to point out in the L.A. Park match is when his entrance came on and he had that video. That was cool. That was like WWE level stuff with the little the Day of the Dead thing going on. I thought that was really unique. Oh, yeah. That looked pretty yeah. cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um, then they showed us highlights of Ace Romero beating Simon Gotch for the twenty thousand dollar challenge. God, that elbow that he dropped on Gotch. It was so awesome. That was so great. It was awesome. Um. I always laugh at things when people are, things are dumb. Uh, at, when he won the $20,000, he started throwing it into the crowd. Remember that? Then they mm-hmm. interview him. And they're like, what are you going to do with the money? And he's like, well, half of it, I, I'm a hungry guy because I'm super fat. <laughs> and the other half, and then he gives a weird look like we're supposed to know yeah. what he's up to. Like, I just was yeah. like very lost in that. I'm like, am I missing something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get what he's getting at. Maybe I'm too old for this stuff. Maybe the kids get it. <laughs> kids, if you know what the hell he's talking about, send an ale, send old men like me and Elio a message saying this is what he was talking about because we have no clue. Yeah. And then, okay, I'm going to tell you something, Elio. I have known okay. Teddy Hart for a very long time. I've yes. seen him wrestle 
I've interviewed him. I've hung out with him. I never know what to expect. And when I saw that it was going to be uh, Teddy Hart versus um, Lapart, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, oh, I can't think of his name. It's Pentagon Jr. Pentagon, Pentagon Jr. Jr. My goodness, it's getting yeah. late. Pentagon Jr., my hopes were a bit up. But then when I mm-hmm. saw uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. wearing, I don't know what the hell he was wearing, but that was some of the goofiest <laughs> clothes I've seen in a while. And then Brian, <laughs> yeah, and then Brian Pillman Jr. wearing, which I can only gather was uh, a bathrobe that he took from somewhere. And uh, when they came out and started interfering, I thought this is going to be a shit match. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Then it got very good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, <sighs> Pentagon Jr executing a uh, Canadian destroyer on the ring apron of all, how crazy dangerous is that? Uh, And then does another one from a rolling position in the ring. It was a tremendous match. The only thing I thought was the ending was a little bit blah. You know, they're fighting, they're doing all these crazy things. And then just all of a sudden Pentagon goes down and it's over. And it didn't seem like there was even anything legit that took him down. It was just like, okay, uh, we're, getting, we're, me, we're reaching the end of TV time. Just lay down for the pin. That's what I felt like. <laughs> yeah. But overall, pretty good match. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of the match? Yeah, like I said, um, Pentagon Jr., like his matches are so entertaining. I love the way he moves around the ring and mm-hmm. some of the moves he executes. Did you see Teddy Hart slipping up on the one move? He jumped on his back and he tried to like, I think what he tried to do was move forward and do a flip and pull him down. Instead, he just fell. <laughs> flat on his back yeah. and it was obvious he missed yes. and then he went up and tried something else yeah. and the announcers cover up room so good they're like well you know when you do a lot of crazy unexpected moves like teddy hart does sometimes you don't always get them <laughs> yeah <laughs> the look on teddy hart's face when he fell down was like uh-oh oh, man. <laughs> overall mlw this episode i'd give it a half it's halfway there. Yeah, it it started out uh, bad, but it uh, was a it ended pretty pretty good. And it, I think the problem I see with MLW is this: you get like so professional um, graphics and things like LA Parks. You get some production mm-hmm. values that are incredibly good. You get a great match yep. like uh, Teddy Hart and uh, yeah, and then you get crap promos like Koto Brazil. Uh, you get. Uh, <laughs> Some really dumb, shaky, horrible things. I'm not trying to dump on Koto Brazil. He's a talented guy, but he really needs to work mm-hmm. on his promos because that was an embarrassing promo. Yeah. That wasn't even like a bad, I mean, it's embarrassing. Especially that one part is like, Ricky Martinez, I've got my eye on you. Oh, I like the part where he grabbed his eye patch and went, well, I'm wearing this eye patch. I can't take it off. And he's like, kind of snapping it and stuff i'm like really dude if you were that hurt it was just poorly done and uh, i think maybe mlw should have uh if they're not going to have much script writers at least help the guys with the promos (laughs) give them bullet points to say or something but very poor i enjoy koto brazil's wrestling but he needs to work on promos Mm one-on-one well you know what um would you say that uh, today's episode was fun, Elio? No. No, it wasn't fun. Today's no, no I, I'm talking, we're done MLW. We're done all that. I meant our episode right now. Was No, no, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun today? It was, it was, it was phenomenal. Oh my God, you read my mind. This is why you're my partner, brother. That's right. It was <laughs> phenomenal. And we're going to make it even more phenomenal. About uh, about two years ago, I had a chance just before AJ Styles went into the WWE, caught up with him at a Prairie Wrestling Alliance show in Edmonton, 
got about six or seven minutes of talking about him. He was talking a bit about being in the Bullet Club, talking about wrestling bigger guys, all kinds of fun stuff. Folks, sit back for a phenomenally good time. And uh, Elio, uh, let's take a listen and you tell me what you think. All right. Hey, fans, we're backstage here at uh, PWA's 13th anniversary show. Got to talk to definitely one of the biggest headliners that we've had in a while. Guy I've got to see a couple times. I'm talking about the phenomenal AJ Styles. First of all, AJ, welcome back to Alberta. Thank you. I always love coming to Canada and wrestle, man. Some of the best fans in the world. I mean, we all know that. And I do believe this may be my third appearance here. Uh, but, and it's always a pleasure. Now, while obviously the weather wasn't a pleasure, I'm sure where you flew in from, the snow was not the best. You know, this is Canada, and I don't expect it to be warm up here. Uh, so I, I'm getting pretty accustomed to the fact that when I come here, there's, there's going to be snow. It's not going to be warm. I'm going to be prepared. Now, you know, right now I've taken a look at, we've seen all across uh, boards about all the touring you're doing right now, fighting wrestlers all across North America. What's that feel like now to be coming in and facing such top guys all across the indie world? Well, uh, it's definitely uh, a, a challenge, you know, coming in and wrestling some of the best, you know, wrestlers in the world, literally. Um, and, but it's also a blessing, you know, that I'm, I'm going to have a, a lot of dream matches for fans, and that's what it's all about. And, and you know, when it comes right down to it, it's it's what the fans want. It's not what I want. It's what I can give them. You know, I got one gear, you know, and, and it's all or nothing. And uh, it doesn't matter if there's, you know. 50 or 50,000, you know, I'm going to come out here and put on a great show. Well, one of the things i got to ask you, it must be a little bit tough in the fact that you're going into all these different territories. Half these guys you've heard out and wrestled before, but a lot of times you're coming into a territory where it's the top guy in a territory you may have never heard of or wrestled before. How do you adjust to that kind of thing? Well, I mean, that's... No, hold on. So, do you hear him yelling? This is him yelling for no reason at all. Okay. Your dad was looking for you. No, he's not done yet yelling. We'll edit all that out. <laughs> uh, as far as you know, coming in and, and, and wrestling guys, something some I may not know, you got to adjust. That's the way it is, and you, you know, adjust to how good or how you know maybe not so good these guys are, and, and adapt. You know, not only to this wrestler style, but to the fans because different fans want to see different stuff. It's not always the uh, you know the crazy high flying matches. Maybe it's, sometimes it's just they want to see technical. Maybe they want more entertainment. So you have to adapt. Uh, to whatever the fans and whatever the wrestlers, you know, what the needs of these fans and wrestlers are. So for an AJ Styles dream thing, what kind of matches do you like to go into? What is it you like to do out there? Um, I like to wrestle, man. I, I, I don't want to have gimmick matches. I think that uh, that I'm capable of getting in a ring and, and not having a single gimmick whatsoever involved and having a wonderful match. That's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, one-on-one -on -one matches, you know, usually my favorite. Now tonight you got to face uh, our PWA's original Marky. They call him the original because he's been here, one of the guys for 13 years. Uh, how did you feel coming out of uh, facing Marky tonight? Um, you know, I didn't know a lot about Mark, but uh, he's definitely uh, got what it takes. I think that we went out there and had a fantastic match. The the fans certainly approved by their applause and. Um, and that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about, man. And 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 uh, to go in there not knowing a guy, not knowing his style, but him and I working so you know well together, like a well-oiled machine. Uh, there's something to be said about that, you know. Not and there's not a lot of people they're going to have to wrestle a guy for the first time and uh, have good chemistry, him and I did. You know what, the fans seem to really enjoy it. I, last question I'm going to ask you tonight, uh, what's the immediate future looking for AJ Styles? What are, what are your goals right now? You know, um, 
the immediate future is uh, I'm, I'm wrestling. I'm going to be wrestling. I'm going to wrestle some of the top guys in Ring of Honor. Looks like I'm going to get to the opportunity to wrestle some guys in Japan uh, with Ring of Honor and New Japan working together. That's very exciting for me. Uh, you know, I've always been a New Japan fan. You know, since I started in this business and learned a lot from them. So having the opportunity to work with them is, is something special for me. So uh, sky's the limit, man. I am looking forward to it. You know. Uh, Everybody's questions, hey, when are you coming back to TNA? Listen, the door is open. Never say never. But I think I'm going to explore what the wrestling world has to offer. Well, you know what? Thank you very much for coming on the show. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. We know we're going to see you apparently in a couple months here again. So best of luck on your schedule. And thank you for taking time to talk to us. Thanks for uh, talking to me. You guys are the great fans of Canada, man. Always the best. Well, would you think, Elio, that was quite the, quite the thing. Normally, these episodes are are good because we're the ones that built them, but t- today's episode is the episode that A.J. Styles built. Yeah, oh my lord, you have got the catchphrases. Yes, and you know what, folks? Uh, we have some other great things. I got to tell you, listening to today's episode, I'm going to somehow drag out a Teddy Hart interview coming up that... Uh, if you thought the guy was a little bit crazy now, after listening to this interview, you're going to think he's a wackadoodle on crack cocaine, okay? I don't even know. I thought for sure. Elliot, do you ever have those moments where you're sitting across – like I've interviewed guys, okay? I've interviewed mm-hmm. tough guys, scary guys, nice guys. It's rare that I ever get into an interview where there's a guy who I think is just like – I can't read him. And it was the very first time I met Teddy Hart. Since then, I've gotten to know him. I understand his craziness and his eccentricities. But yeah. at that moment, he said something – and he was serious, and he said this to me, and he said it seriously, and I started laughing, and then I glanced at him and realized he wasn't joking. He was serious. And then I realized this guy would stab me in the face with a knife if I laugh at something he says, so I'm going to shut up and just let him talk. And that's what I did. And it turned out to be <laughs> a crazy wackadoodle night. But uh, wow. Elio, thanks for thanks for joining me this week again. This this was a really fun time. We got to see. Yep. We didn't at least go the. We could have went the crazy route, watched all those pay per views. Could have had another sixteen hour week of wrestling. I think we both do not want to start the new year burnt out. This is our no. This is our first solo adventure of the new year. Uh, we've already got two. We're starting a vault this year, fans. If you see matches along yes. the way that we've talked about, we don't think we've never said anything about the vault. Tell us. We'll re-back and we'll go look at them. And if we look at it and go, hey, you know, we missed that the first time. That's vault approval because at the end of the year, we will do, just like on Wrestling Podcast POV, we will go through all these matches, make a little tournament, and figure out which is by you guys the match of the year. And I, do- I downloaded an app uh, from the uh, from the uh, iTunes from the iTunes store. It's called Grapple, which is G-R-A-P-P-L. And this is an app where you can... Look up matches. You can look them up by year or by match if you know who what mm-hmm. a certain match and the wrestlers in it. And this app allows you to rate matches one to five stars. Excellent. And it was called what again? It's called Grapple. Grapple. G R A P P L. Excellent. And fans, if you like, there is an apple out right now that is mixed with a great flavor called a grapple. You might find that in your supermarket too. So. <laughs> 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 Fans, thank you for joining again. I am your host, TJ Logan. Have yourself a good night. Elio, say good night to the people. All right, uh, listeners, uh, have a great night, and we will talk to you all next week.